0: Hey guys, it's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Paul Favre here, your host. This episode features the return of T.J. Suposi from episode 205. You might remember him from way back when. He was one of the initial people who had COVID. So back then he was telling us how it was when we didn't know that it was all a scam by the pharmacists. Just kidding. We are approaching... Episode 350, 350 fucking episodes of people talking about being single. Can you believe that? Over 300 guests thus far. Insane, 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 insanity. I was trying to combine insane and insanity. Anyway, thank you for listening and reviewing, subscribing, all that stuff. If you haven't reviewed us in a while, go ahead and do it. Or don't, doesn't matter. I've tried to ask you guys to do that for years. I know you're listening. Uh, we have 10,000 listeners a month at least, and uh, not even 100 reviews a week. Can you believe it? Anyway, paulfcomedy.com for my upcoming dates. Uh, I will be at Off the Hook in Naples this week with Brett Ernst and then also with. Uh, Opening for Adam Carolla, uh, March 24th and 25th. I'll then be at Laugh-In in Fort Myers on Wednesday, March 29th, as part of the Paul Farber and Friends show. Check it out. Um, Then I'm in Champagne at the Collective Pour on April 2nd, headlining Zanies in Old Town April 4th. Hopefully by the time this airs, that show is sold out. Then that weekend I will be in Atlanta, Fort Walton, and Columbus, April sixth, seventh, and eighth. Check out my website for details on the shows there. And then later in the month I'll be at Oklahoma City, at Bricktown Comedy Club with Dave Landau, and then headlining in Arlington, uh, in Arlington, in Arizona again at JP's Comedy Club in May. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy this episode. It was really fun to record. You will enjoy it. Thank you for listening. Check out our sponsor. So, we've been doing this podcast, what, six, seven years now? And the one thing you know about me is that I was a lawyer. It's one of the cardinal things associated with me behind being a comedian, former musician, or failed musician, or uh, Persian, or old. But when I need a lawyer, I call my friend Scott Shapiro, and you should do the same too. 312 648 8800. Scott Shapiro has been representing people for 25 years with workers' comp cases, personal injury, and entertainment law. Scott is a full-service law firm, and in addition to all the injuries that I talked about, work injuries, personal injury, and entertainment law, he handles other matters too. So you can hit him up, 312-648-8800, or check out his website, scottshapirolegal.com, or email him at scott at Shapiro legal.com. Tell them I sent you. You will not be disappointed. Hey, it's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. What's up, Sauls? I went back and I realized I said Sauls at one point for singles only listeners and uh, it never caught on. But I'm going to say it again, see if it catches on. But I don't think it matters because we're 300 some episodes in. So fuck it. No voice of reason on this episode, but I have a hilarious friend of mine, a uh, friend of the show. You might remember him from episode 205, T.J. Saposi. Did I say it right this time?
1: You did, and I got to give you props because, you know, in three years of knowing you and two years of actually, like, being friends with you, you mostly spell it wrong. You almost <laughs> always say it wrong, so I feel very validated
0: I, uh I have a friend who... Uh, Ben Spatora, shout out to Ben, who uh, we had a company together, Shushanboy Boy Productions. We st- we're still both involved. I worked with him for ten years. Never got his last name right. Ben Spatora, shout out to Ben, one of my good friends. Um, yeah, just one of those things. I don't, I don't learn. It doesn't mean that I don't think of you all the time. I do. I oh, well, think I, of you right now. That makes me feel really good, buddy. Um, do you know? Like, what, here's another thing to talk about. While we're talking about that. Um, Do you know what all your friends' jobs are? Like your friends that you grew up with?
1: Yeah, mostly. Okay, I think so. With a few exceptions, I I know as we get a little older, you get a little distant, and and now most of my friends are like comedians. Uh huh. And so, half someone I've known for three years, I spoke to them yesterday. We were hanging out. I was like, "Hey, do you have a day job? Yeah, you don't even know." It's just one of those
0: things where you're like, "I don't." My one of my closest friends, best friends since high school, he's an engineer but I didn't even know what that meant. So I like learned it within the last year. I've known him for 20 some years.
1: So what you're, you didn't know what an engineer is, so what you're telling us is that you're an embarrassment to your parents.
0: No, I I know what an engineer is, but there's different types. There's sure. civil engineers, there's the other kinds, electrical.
1: There's joke engineers like no, you. No, no,
0: and then, and then I didn't know the difference between consulting, uh, people who did consulting, and who are accountants. So I thought one of my friends who was a consultant for Anderson or whatever the fuck that is, and, uh, he was actually, I thought he was an accountant this whole time, but the totally different things.
1: Yeah. I feel like most jobs just fall into a, it's like they put on a suit maybe mm-hmm. and go to an office or yeah. now they sit at their desk and they're,
0: it's different now. Yeah, Remote jobs.
1: Yeah. But it's all, they're all kind of the same. Right. Hey, so right I, there.
0: and that's why I say that because it's, it just shows like the nuances of people. I just never learn. I just know you're TJ and I know all about you, but I don't know. I don't know how to spell your last name. You don't know how to spell my last name. So
1: I think I do. Fuck. Although that's funny you said that when you were on my podcast back in like, I don't know, 2018, 2019, yeah. I remember when we uh, released all the episode information, I do like a little social media blast and I put all the like little posts and whatever together. And you texted me at like 1.30 in the morning. And you were like, hey, man, you spelled my last name wrong. And I was like, Fuck.
0: Well, only because I was trying to help you guys get the far of our bump yep. if people spell my name. It's
1: huge. The far of our bump is not huge. The,
0: not the way it used to be, but it's still there. So enough about chit chat. TJ you did this episode June of 2020 we were in the middle of a pandemic you had you were one of the first people to get covid and you came on and talked about it to Patty and I Patty Vasquez um i remember that and then we we had like we had to be careful. And you're like, I don't give a fuck. I yeah, I was it. safe, man.
1: I, it was it was honestly, we talked about it in the episode. It was like the greatest superpower.
0: Yeah, you got it first. And I remember when I got it the first time, a lot of people were like, hey, you want to hang out? I was like, fuck yeah. Like, I'm going to give you the antibodies.
1: Yeah, and then everyone had Christmas. Like, at the then we had the Laugh Factory Christmas party two years ago where everyone got it. <laughs> yeah. And then it was no longer cool anymore.
0: I got it. That was the second time I got it. <laughs> Shout out. Um, so
1: are you still single? How would you? What are you? I, I'm dating. Okay. We'll say that. I, I think most importantly the relationship that i'm like focused on is the relationship that i have with my new therapist shout okay. out to janice okay holding it down for all the crazies out there
0: how long did you have your previous therapist
1: uh so i started going back it, this is so a lot has happened since my last visit here i yeah. had not just one but two pretty serious rela- kind of transformational relationships uh-huh. and one of them she kind of didn't press me but she, it was like the impetus that she put on to kind of start going back to therapy and the last so you took a break from there i did i wasn't in it for about a year and a half and then i got back in it in like 2020 and i saw two or three different therapy, actually three different therapists without ever feeling like great or comfortable and i think because of what was going on in my personal life and like you know with dating and people that i cared about you know i, I lost a parent there was just like a yeah. lot happening and so not being able to find that kind of stabilizing therapeutic kind of influence in my life was rough. So now just started with this new one this year and man, she is fucking Great. next level. Oh yeah.
0: How is it starting over though? Like, cause you've had so many transitions. Do you, how does that work? Cause I have a therapist that I didn't go to for three years cause he wouldn't see people in person. And then I started up again, but then he's about to retire and I'm like, fuck, like, I don't want to, I just want someone that, I don't have to explain everything, too.
1: Well, you know, when when I went the first time, my therapist was a little bit older, and we established a really great rapport, and, you know, I opened up about some, like, really, really ridiculous, yeah. like, tough shit. And when I stopped going, because I felt like, you know, things were mostly in order, and you I was in a solved. Good place. You were yeah. yeah, which is dumb. Go to therapy forever, everyone, if you listen to this. But thought I was solved, so I didn't go for a while, and then when I really felt compelled to go back, she had retired. And that's what that's sent me right, down the man. rabbit yeah. hole of, like, finding the right person. And honestly, like... Being fully candid, I prefer a woman therapist for whatever reason. Prefer, like, my current therapist is, is actually a black woman. And I just, like, people who have have had, are, like, can relate to struggle, I think are just yeah. healthier for me personally in that therapeutic sure. environment. Because, you know, making yourself vulnerable. If I was to talk to just, like, another 43-year-old white guy, I would just be like, oh, uh, right. this feels, I don't know that I could make myself better.
0: <laughs> so my guy was... uh that's a good intro. Yeah, I might have to get a new person. I didn't go for forever, and I, and then even when I went, I would go like once a month, and then I just liked him because he'd be like, "Yeah, you're fine." I was like, "Sweet." Yeah, we don't need that. Oh, dude, we. I, was- I felt like I felt like he. I would tell him he's like he's like, "No, you're just emotionally mature. I'm like, "Sweet." That's all it
1: is. You're just emotionally it, immature.
0: Yeah, but I thought like there was something wrong with me. I sure. was like maybe I have an addiction to sex or something weird. This is when I when That's I, called being a dude.
1: That's when I was a
0: fuckboy. Now I'm retired. My You're a my dick doesn't revolve boy. my my life anymore. Um but yeah, I liked him, but he looked like George Carlin. It was like scary.
1: As a comic was that yeah. hard for you?
0: Yeah, it was hard. And then he always asked me about comedy knew about comedy so it's like I'm like I feel like this is just like he's just going to go do open mics and like Detroit or whatever.
1: Man, my my therapist is, she actually said she does not, she won't look at your social media. She doesn't look, try to find you online at all. Unless you like, I feel like they need to. Well, she said, if you like want advice or want, and one of the things that I've been talking to her about is having just like a healthier relationship with social media. And I think within the framework of both trying to grow as a comedian and also trying to have like healthy romantic relationships, having a healthy relationship with social media is like massively fucking important. Really? Oh yeah. It can, the, I, I think because I'm a high anxiety guy and I'm very high energy and it's just like, I'm constantly like looking for that, like mental stimulus and the whether that's the dopamine and serotonin boosts of getting likes or the view counts or, yeah. you know, anything that's ever gone viral. I'm like practically exploding. It with joy. changes your life, dude, even, and for and the like, day at least. And, yeah. And like, you know, I I'm, I'm no one, I'm like a mediocre bullshit half comic and you get once in a while you might get recognized in public and that just feeds your ego at a oh, level that's like, feeling. but it's unhealthy as fuck. Why? It just is. It validates you? Yeah, I think you I think you start to chase that validation and so much of like my core personality like lends itself to that anyway. Yeah. So I'm trying the last couple of years to kind of step away from that and that's inherently difficult when I, you know, am an artist, I'm a photographer, I'm right. trying to be a comedian. I I have this attempt at a pretty carefully curated public persona. That makes it weird and difficult, and I think it's definitely been a balancing act. So I think. So it, why is
0: it bad to get uh, upset about your
1: view count on your Instagram reels? Well, because it's not real. No, that matters, and you hear people within the. Con- it does matter. It, it, <sighs> Yes. i just playing devil's advocate. Sure, of course. So it matters. And also because I believe that. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it matters. <laughs> hey, as we've exchanged text messages that, is, that have been like, hey, man, can you like my most recent <laughs> reel? And we're both dudes in our 40s. So yeah, that's yeah. like where we're at with it. Right. But I just think. At our level, you, you've got like 15,000 followers. I have like three, 3,000 followers. Uh-huh. These were not huge 15. followers. 15.5, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Fuck you. But they're not like huge followings. And so people are so consumed with like, you know, when's the best time to post? What's the algorithm doing? Oh, my What's, God. But when we're at, that up
0: so many times.
1: It's But when you're at our level, most of it is random. Like, there's so little you're actually doing that's <sighs> yeah. – so much of it is random. And like – I post a video dancing, celebrating because I got a date that gets a hundred thousand views. I post a joke that crushed in person as a room full of people laughing and it gets 3000 views. And it's like, who, who knows what matters? Who knows what's exciting? And if you're constantly chasing that, it just doesn't feel healthy. But
0: that's, that's the same validation you get when you're dating, right? Isn't that the same thing where for me, um, the times that I swipe, are right before I'm going on stage. Okay. So it's, um, it's my relaxation, or when I'm feeling down, I go on there to be like, oh, let's see if there's people that like me. And then I have, a, and then I meet someone in person. I'm like, oh, this person's cool. You go out with them a couple times, and then you find out that they're not the right
1: match. And then you're like, fuck. Okay. Are you currently on apps right now?
0: I am. I'm always on there. I'm not active on there, but uh, I'll I'll go on there. You know what I used to do on the road was I would. I would go on there to meet people in town to just like show me the town and like go on a date. When I was younger, I used to hook up in different towns. My goal was to have a girl
1: in every city. Yeah. Kind of like we talked like the cruise, like Christina Walkinshaw and the cruise girlfriend. or Christina
0: Walkinshaw. Yeah. Yeah. She's hilarious. But yeah, that would be something I do. But now it's like, it's just so much. I just, I'm so excited to just go to my hotel and just like eat after a show. I don't want to like have to be on, but, um, but yeah, you are chasing that high on the dating app sometimes, I think. And there is that validation to that.
1: Well, I think most people, like, they're – I've said this for a long time. I even said it in, your, in our last episode is that I think that my experience dating on dating apps has been pretty much overwhelmingly positive. And a lot of that is just because of, like, my expectation around it. It's like, yes, right. I do get that, that, like, dopamine boost or whatever. From the match and you know occasionally someone will like see my stuff and maybe they'll follow me on Instagram and they'll come to a show and I've made plenty of friendships off of it yes but same. but in terms of like this the, the hits from swiping for the last couple of years even when I've had periods of being single and I've been on the apps I have not swiped aggressively yeah because my relationship with swiping was fucking insane yeah
0: like I'm talking you were going on dates all the time. Dude. I remember talking to you and you're like, you had a date like lined up oh, every night. Dude, now, that's not healthy.
1: It's not. And I went through a period where I was like convinced that it was okay because I like, wasn't sleeping with everyone. Yeah. And it was like, okay, I want to, if I want to meet, like if I'm trying to meet the right person going on four dates with someone over 6 weeks and then 6 weeks later finding out they suck that's 6 weeks i wasted but if in that 6 weeks i went on date with it's like five other people as my schedule allowed maybe you realize like the other person's a fit and that's also not sustainable or super great why uh well first of all we as human beings man we only got so much to give right you we have our careers we have our families we have our friends you know if you have a day job and you're trying to pursue like a side hustle like like i am and like a lot of other comics are the i'll say this when I'm in a relationship, my comedy does better because really, yeah, just cause it's easier to focus. You're not like <laughs> the amount of time that takes me to swipe on apps when I'm like bad with it, when I'm being like really unhealthy with it is probably more time than it takes me to like be an attentive and good boyfriend. Uh-huh. Like that's how bad it got. So it's like now I try to step back. It's like work. It you really, you're putting in the work it really is. Yeah. And also I've I've realized that just because I perceive it as a fairly benign, like not massively unhealthy thing to just swipe a lot and not really like, you know, I don't don't message a lot of people. Sometimes it's just the matches expire. And I've realized a lot of people hate that, which I get, but people take it like really personally. And even if I'm not super aligned on that, it's like the biggest, most egregious foul ever. I also want to be like kind and thoughtful of other people. And if me swiping like a fucking maniac with like zero intention to match with people or talk to people – is awful then i'm yeah i mean that's what you're doing but
0: like when i'm swiping i am swiping to possibly meet someone you were swiping just for the validation well no
1: i mean it's it's to meet someone too but like i would find myself doing it in the most random times like i'm in a parking lot waiting for someone so i just swipe for 15 minutes i'm yeah that's not good walking through my house from my desk to my kitchen cabinet and in that 90 seconds i swipe for 90 seconds Uh and it hasn't been like that for a couple years now but you know, after I came on your show, I, I went. I was in a relationship for a little while, and then coming out of that relationship, beginning of like 2021, I hit the apps like uh, again, like real, real hard. Yeah, and and I know you had you've always say like don't date comics, and I've mostly stayed away from that. I've I've had like a little flirtation with one person kind of a while ago uh-huh. that wasn't that serious. But yeah, it's just hard to balance all that shit. Man. And
0: you also have a job during the day with like a career, not like a nine to five. You have a career and yeah. you're doing comedy. So
1: yeah. And try and trying really hard to be good at all of it. Like yeah. being a high achiever, being like a people pleaser and a driven person to to want to be able to like being particularly my I'm, I think I'm a, like a solid photographer and producing like good yeah. photography work is really important to me. And I used to like half-ass it. Yeah. And I used to half-ass comedy. And then the more I looked at it, I was like, fuck, I'm kind of half-assing everything. Yeah. Like relationships, friendships, my relationship, whatever. And so now getting a little more serious, like I said, about therapy, getting more serious about stand-up, writing more, being... More, more present human being, you know, people that I care about that are close to me have really pointed out in the last couple of years, like my relationship with my, not even just social media, but like my phone and trying to like keep it keep face it down, keep it away from me, not right. really interacting with it at all costs. And, and being, I think, you know, as you have these relationships, being more mindful of not just what's happening in them, but as they end, like, you know, what can I take from this? Not in a self-serving way, but like, how am I going to go forward and not be the same kind of awful with the next person?
0: Yeah. Well, what about what about this? So you were in a relationship after you did the podcast. Two relationships, yeah. Let's talk about that. What what what, what happened? Okay, yeah. The first, how did you fuck it up?
1: Well, the first person was someone, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, great question. The first person was someone that I'd been friends with for a while. We'd actually met on uh, dating apps, and then just maintained like a social media friendship where it was like you know we'd respond to each other's stories, kind of go back and forth with supportive words, happy birthday messages, but never anything like a. a That was too crazy nothing too aggressive but there was clearly mutual interest and it just never lined up well literally a week after i came on your podcast we started seeing each other and good relationship we aligned on a lot similar taste in music both like liberal people we cared about the same social causes we're very like intellectually aligned and but i wasn't still in a good place like i didn't work for most of 2020 i got laid off during the pandemic and i had money to support myself but being having that free time, and you know, you know, eventually this money is gonna find like end, and you know. It, it was a lot to handle, and it came a point where she was just like, you know, for me to be bought into this relationship, you have to be bought into not only the relationship, but you have to be bought into yourself. And I don't really feel like you're bought into yourself.
0: Oh, and this is th- the one that told you to go to therapy. Yeah, and oh, that's good. why I, I went back. I to therapy. That. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And it was it was huge for me, man. So then,
0: why did that that relationship end? Uh, I mean, I think I just
1: had a lot. I I had a, a ways too to much. Go. Are you guys? Yeah.
0: Did you end it on a benefit on a good?
1: Yeah, we we you guys are in a good we place didn't, now? So we broke up like. uh, immediately when that happened and then almost like within a week or two we're back seeing when, each other when what happened when when the therapy, therapy thing happened okay. yeah and i went on another podcast actually that's about mental health I'll and talked pretty openly yeah. about it uh and so when we came out of that we ended up seeing each other for another 2 or 3 months and eventually it was just like look you, i care about you you're a good dude like you are the type of person i want but you just you've got to get yourself straight and you were dealing with a lot of shit
0: too I yeah mean, you got laid off and your and your mom passed away too right
1: yeah my mom passed away a couple months after this but she had been sick in the last right. few years of her life there was like that. a lot of drama and it was like a very very difficult thing to deal with and our relationship was always strained anyway right so you're open about that yeah and so getting towards the end of her life it was a constant thing and even the person that I dated after that person my mom passed away like in the first couple months of that and her and I were on and off a lot so it was it was a weird it was definitely a weird thing to deal with and I think now having a good relationship with my therapist the last couple years I've made pretty substantial climbs in my day job I'm still not a good comedian but I feel like I'm a better comedian and I'm making more relationships and being able to like more positively contribute to the comedy community if sure. that matters
0: 100 i agree with that well let me ask you this um one thing you said and you brought this up at the last time and it comes up constantly is you're a very liberal person and you like to you i think you said a deal breaker was deal breaker. political why is that you're you're an older guy you're like my, over 40 like myself
1: is it something- I'm at least four years younger than you, Paul, just to be clear. Settle
0: down. You already <laughs> said you were 43, so we know that's not true. Um, let me ask you this. As I get older, I get less liberal, I guess, sure. to say the thing. And I also have been hanging out with a lot of conservative people because I'm on the road in states that are 90% conservative. I'm working with a lot Paul of- Paul spends community. a lot of
1: time in Arizona and Florida.
0: <laughs> Arizona Florida. Arizona is blue now. Um,
1: It's getting there. We still got some crazies.
0: But to me, one thing that I I love talking, and people love talking to me about politics for some fucking reason. I I know a lot about it. But why do you think that you couldn't date someone who had different... I mean, if we agree on everything, I think uh, David Letterman said this. If we agree on everything... What's the point
1: sure you I, have I, I, to
0: grow as a person like we are do. you that stu- i don't think you're that stubborn i feel like you would be open to dating someone what if they were like the perfect match but they also like you know sometimes voted sure conservatively or they were anti whatever right fucking thing well i think immigration
1: i think there's two two key points in that so first of all as i talked about in our previous episode like my ex-wife was a conservative christian and she did convert and like v- registered as a democrat voted for bernie sanders <laughs> Whatever, not the point. But the other thing is, is politics and society in general, particularly as it pertains to like human rights and just like how we treat sure. one another, has changed so dramatically in the last like uh, broadly last twenty years, but hyper specifically the last eight to twelve years. Yeah. The things that we saw like during the Obama administration, some of the like uh, how... ugliness of yeah, of, it got real ugly. Yeah, of and then of course, as that's Trump been around came for in, years. But it's gotten worse. And uh, sure. for me. Nowadays, the way like there are cuckoos on both sides for sure, hundred percent. But on the liberal part, and for the Democrats, the cuckoos are like the fringe, and for conservatives, the cuckoos are like the they're taking over the party. Yeah, Yeah, and like, and I don't want to date someone who is like anti-choice. I don't want to date someone who's like anti-trans rights. I don't Uh want to date like if you, but like even so,
0: saying something broadly is that, you know, like trans rights. We obviously both have friends who are trans. Um, But like there are levels of things that, you know, there is a gray area on stuff like and I'm just playing devil's advocate, but like uh, trans people who perform in sports like that's a gray area like people that I don't know, I I can see how that could be. Uh, unfair to women who work their whole lives to to be tennis players, and then a, a trans tennis player comes in and becomes a champion of everything. I think South Park did a whole thing about this, so they, they I, and I'm not. I don't have a. I don't have a fucking dog to in this race, but I can see how that could be an issue that people would disagree on. Reasonable sure. people can disagree upon. Yeah, but, but I also like teaching. Um, you know what was the thing in fucking Florida where they're they're saying they they don't want kids to learn about gays and shit like that i i i think that yeah of course they should be open to everything but like maybe you don't start talking about stuff like that until they're like in fifth grade
1: or well i mean there's gray areas to shit there there is and i think on both sides of the fence and as it pertains to relationships like for me i mean there's i have friends who are conservative i mean i don't really have friends who are trump supporters my friends who are conservatives but i just like because of the things that are very important to me, and, and like on that particular issue with like trans people playing sports, even the way that's perceived on the right, it's because that side of the media has blown it up in this huge thing, when right. in reality, it's like 100%. one or two people ever that this even concerns. And so like, to me, if you're like, oh, I'm really worked up about that,
0: I don't want to put my penis in on, you, on both sides, though. Yeah, you, I mean, some people get worked up on the left too about. Crazy shit! I'm like, this isn't gonna fucking ever be an issue for you. You should be more worried about safety or whatever the fuck. Like, people in Chicago will be talking about, you know, the mayor race is coming up. People are like, oh, but that guy's, you know, he's like this. Like, when is that gonna? First of all, that's not true. Second of all, he—that's never gonna come up. Sure, you're not gonna need a pro-life
1: pro-choice Chicago mayor, it's not a fucking issue. Right, yeah. I was going to say, lucky lucky for us, have we're nine both people like, I know, like I'm a comedian living in Chicago. Almost everyone I interact with is like a raging progressive. Right. So that's, that that's why it can be a deal breaker for me. Like, I mean, I mean, if they're
0: far, far left, is that a deal breaker for you? Yeah. Are you pretty pretty. Yeah. Far left I mean, too? I'm pretty
1: far left, but I mean, I don't want to, I mean, I'm not trying to annoy people like do your shit as long as it doesn't impact anybody yeah. else. But unfortunately most of that does impact other people. And all I want is for the people that sure. I love to be able to, to kind of live their lives to the best of what they should. And if, if I were dating someone and they had a problem with that, that would just be indicative of me to, it's like, Either we're ideologically aligned, disaligned, or, or maybe there's like we're intellectually disaligned. Like maybe they believe that because they just don't their way of looking at it is different. So for me, we have it's a point of privilege to live in Chicago in a mostly pretty liberal area. For me to be like, hey, I'm a liberal dude. I will only date liberal people because there's plenty of them to go around. Right. That makes sense.
0: Well, what are your what are your deal break? What have you learned since you last came on here about yourself, other than the therapy which we discussed? Sure. When you you went into well, before we get into that, let me ask you this: you had a second relationship after that that lasted a long time, mm-hmm. and what happened there? Would uh, you would you fuck up there? Uh, Same thing.
1: You no, know, I mean. W-
0: You've been dating a lot of people, by the way, and since we last talked on the episode, you and I talk a lot, and you've had some interesting dates. Like, yeah, let's I mean, talk about that first. First, I want to talk about
1: this relationship. Yeah, I mean, nothing too crazy recently. Well, um, how did
0: the second relationship
1: end? Um, it, it's like it faded into oblivion. Okay, like there was never really a hard end.
0: Do you have a good relationship with that person? Okay. Hundred yeah. percent. See, that's a good thing. Like, I I'm trying to work on that with someone I had recently in a relationship with, and we just both do not we cannot we're not it's too fresh i think yeah so people just i always try to have a healthy relation with people sometimes it just doesn't work and some people are like that they don't want to date their exes or, or talk to their exes
1: yeah i think from her perspective she just she she sees that i'm in a place where i'm trying to like do better and be better yeah and for everyone involved that's a good thing
0: yeah well what about the dates that we've talked you and i have talked about some of the crazy situations you've had i think you had a Uh, A woman throw something at you Or some weird shit happened to you Yeah I mean
1: that was definitely like So that was
0: Different than Yeah yeah.
1: This was That was before This most recent woman Okay But uh, Still happened Yeah someone threw something at me twice She threw uh, On our first date Was pretty pretty drunk Uh, Date went pretty well Towards the end of the date She was like Hey I've got someone in town I'm close with Would you mind If they uh, came along Like met up with us After with another friend So we met up And the four of us Stayed out till pretty late And towards the end of the night She just shouts First and long and throws a can of white claw directly into the side of my head on a first fucking date Yeah, it was the most unhinged thing ever and then like a couple minutes after She did it again and missed me and hit a very large man at the bar <laughs> And I thought that I was gonna get my ass beat on a first that's date. Worst. Yeah, yeah, it was not ideal man We uh, I think that person uh, I'm not a huge drinker So I think when people are a real big parties yeah. their level That's a hard thing for me to, to wrap my head around and so for that person that was never gonna work And I think she was also conservative.
0: Yeah, that's 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 a shame. What a you say you're not a big drinker. So what's your what was your go to move for first dates? Like, do you still go for drinks with them? Or
1: I usually do dinner dates. Dinner dates. Yeah, I'm old fashioned. And I know a lot of people say that dinner dates are a bad it's idea. Forty five minutes. You yeah, can, you know what though, man. I I'm a you're positive. You can deal with. Yeah, I think that's I that's what I was gonna say. I think people who know me, I like people. I'm a, I like to talk. Clearly, be listening to this is like, oh, this dude talks a lot. Um, and if I gotta hang out with you for ninety minutes. Whatever. 90? Where are you fucking eating? It's 45 minutes. Yeah, I mean, you go out. Burger you have, King. Yeah. You, wait,
0: you order. You go sit down. It's your way right away. Yeah. Flame broiled robbers. That's my, that's my move.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I could find a woman who would just be willing to let me take her on first dates to the Red Hot Ranch, <laughs> the finest- I, play, I think that place is overrated. You you need to bite your fucking tongue. Are you
0: talking about the one by Lincoln Lodge?
1: Yeah, that's it's the one. Okay. It's good,
0: but it's not like all the hype.
1: Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to- uh, put a poll in my instagram stories and those won't air for whatever but when it airs that day i'm gonna put a poll in my instagram stories and we're gonna see what the public thinks about the right e- out
0: it's very at it's above adequate
1: it's very it is the good best meal you can get for under ten dollars in chicago oh,
0: well i didn't know where, well i don't know about that but i i think it's a good it's a good burger but like there's a thousand better burgers people come like,
1: come for this man come for him
0: i know you're sponsored by them now um what what about what are the other things that you've learned in terms of your dating life that you're like, I'm not doing this again? Sure. What are the situations like with, I know one thing you and I talked about with one of the dates you had where she was very attractive, but like, I think you're you're becoming a retired fuckboy. boy. You're not at my level yet, but you're almost there.
1: I'm I'm mostly out of the game, yeah. Yeah,
0: but you're not. You're still. Like, you still got like your foot dipping in there.
1: Well, I would say that I'm like a I'm a I know I'm a flirtatious guy, and I think the way that I kind of present myself on social media and just like generally speaking to the world, you you send out thirst traps. Yeah, I do. I do, and and. Like a lot of it is just be like, I am leaning into this like kind of character that I've created for my creative hustle. And what does your therapist say? What does Oprah say uh, about this? She, (laughs) it's funny when I, she like, she, she, she said she doesn't look at our social media. Like I said, but, uh, I've told her some things where I've been like, yeah, I posted this thing or I did this thing. And then these people interacted with it in this way. And it made me feel this thing. And there will be times where I'll look at her. And I remember in our third session and she just like this face she made. And I immediately started laughing. I was like, Oh, Janice, you've got your hands so full. <laughs> and she kind of chuckled. And I'm like, I'm not fucking with you. You're in danger. <laughs> I mean,
0: I don't. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that on the next podcast called therapies only therapist only. But, uh, wh- What is it that you think that like you, because you're retiring, do you make better decisions now where you're like, if you have the option, and I know now you're dating someone, but like before that, do you find yourself like playing out the next six hours? Like for I'll give you an example. I'll start. If there's a beautiful woman that talks to me after the show, like, hey, we're going to this bar. You should come have drinks with us. In my head, I'm like, number one, I don't feel like drinking. I'm going to have to spend three hours acting like I'm interested in hearing about, you know, Scottsdale, Arizona's fucking whatever stupid shit that's happening that week. And then I might or might not get laid at the end of the night. it's going to be, you won't. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I felt like I would have that night, but in my head, I'm just like, I don't even want to deal with it. I'd rather just get a fucking meal. That's the first thing I want to do after a show. Maybe have a cigar with the other comedian and then go. If I, if I'm still like worked up, I'll watch some porn. That's, are you at that level yet? Yeah. Or do you still like, you don't think six hours ahead where you're like, and then and then also like for me, I'm like, well shit, it's a Friday. So Saturday I have two shows. I'm gonna be tired if I'm hungover, blah, blah, blah.
1: I do, I do. I have found myself the last couple of years, like honestly, once I turned 40, I mean, I'm still obviously super fucking energetic dude my I mm-hmm. run non-stop but i've certainly like found myself more so being like okay i have this thing to do on saturday and now i'm like modifying behaviors all the way back to tuesday to make sure i got it in me for yeah. saturday and that a part of it is like a mental shift and a part of it is like a priority shift and a part of it is certainly a physical shift. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm still like an active dude. I still have a crazy sex drive, but I'm also like not motivated. In Get on way. Propecia, it'll, it'll drop your, oh, you, you use the lotion. I, I just, man, I just started the two-in-one. It's it's minoxidil Propulsion. and- uh, it's Sorry, got, go ahead, I interrupted you. Oh, it's, it's, got, about- it's got both in one and I'm doing great with it, buddy. I love it. Um, yeah, I just, it, that change has been massive to me. And I think, you know, if I right now, if I was like, back on the apps actively like trying to find a new person right this second i would probably go about it more differently than i ever have uh-huh. with a little more of a laser focus with a little more of like a uh, you know i feel like there's a lot of collateral damage i was not shooting guided missiles before i was like collateral damage where you were hurting people you well, well i was like uh, it wasn't like, Oh, there's my target. I'm going to, it was like, I shot a ton of missiles. We, we, (laughs) we knocked down like cities, all of neighborhoods all over Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, And, and I think connection, if I, if I were to re-enter the pool in a way that I was like a hundred percent ready to be like in a crazy, serious new thing going forward, Uh I would be like way more intentional, right? Yeah. Like I'm just, I don't have that in me anymore. I don't want to do that anymore. I've like talked to people from my past who have been like, Hey, I know this thing didn't seem like a big deal to you, but it was a big deal to me and here's why. And again, even if I didn't necessarily like, Oh yeah, that is kind of a big deal. I was at least like, Oh, maybe I'm not seeing it this way because my experience is different, but they're hurt by it or they felt some sort of way about it. Something You did. Yeah. So, and even again, a lot of these things just benign, like you don't, you didn't respond to me or you didn't take this thing seriously. And so I'm just trying to, I think, with the people that are in my life now both like you know friends and whatever i i'm trying to be a little more in, intentional in that way and if i ever were to be pursuing a new thing with someone i will 100 percent go at it with that mindset yeah
0: well, that's good that seems healthy
1: yeah man this therapist crushing it already buddy <laughs> and and honestly like having one person to date this is what I was saying earlier that like I feel like when I'm in like a solid, stable, committed, 100% thing, that comedy gets a little bit easier because there's more time for writing. There's more time for performing. You're not as like... Here are the
0: different... That's great that you're doing that. But the other side of that is when you get into a relationship and you are sacrificing comedy because you have
1: to be correct with that. yeah see i think you're not there yet well and, and, and with whatever relationship you're in right and and i and, and like the people that i've dated like i personally don't want kids and a lot of them don't as well and they have like successful careers so there's a there's a lot of autonomy within those relationships 100 and That's but then the when i'm, I'm like a hundred percent single and like crushing it on the apps and swiping like a fucking psychopath going to three to five dates a week or even even if it's just three dates a week and then doing a show or two a week a mic a week that is hard like Mm -hmm. that is hard and i would much rather be like oh there's this one person that i see and i can do whatever i want for comedy if i have a if i have a photo gig it's not like the end of the world that i have to like be flexible scheduling so i think that's just worked out for me been lucky well we'll
0: see if it if it
1: continues I don't know if it will or won't. Next time I come on, I'll be married. No, just kidding. I'm never getting married. <laughs> you
0: already were married.
1: Never again. Okay. I want to be. I. I have this idea, Paul, that you and I are just going to like create things together until we're like a hundred. <laughs> and by till we're a hundred, I mean when you're a hundred and I'm ninety-six. <laughs> <laughs> what about?
0: Let me ask you this before we get out of here. I, I gotta. I gotta understand this correctly. Wait, now you made me might lose my train of thought. Oh, okay. So. Um, you're you're in a healthy place right now, it sounds like. Yeah, I feel good. What what do you think it is that um could change that? What would what would it be like if you're like do you still I guess let me ask you this. If you had an opportunity to to be with multiple people, is that something that interests you? I, I know you said the work thing, but if you're whoever you're dating now is like, Hey, uh I wanna start seeing other people, are you gonna be like, what the fuck? Or are you gonna be like, Oh yeah, let's do it. I mean it would it would
1: really just depend on the conversation yeah I mean like I, are you
0: into this polyamory thing I know we have mutual friends that are yeah
1: I actually I sat courtside at a Bulls game not that long ago because that polyamorous friends like
0: Bobby for yeah. yeah Bobby shout out to
1: Bobby a partner of Bobby's who's Bobby whose main partner is a doctor right bought her and him courtside seats for a Bucks Bulls game yeah and I got to go instead so thanks to polyamory i had the most fun game at a basketball game of my fucking life but
0: yeah i mean that talking to bobby who's who's educated us on this podcast in the past and among other people like you're kind of old school like me in a sense where you're like doesn't it seem do you look at it and you're like "Uh, i don't know i mean i feel like i don't it's a lot of communication it seems like yeah well
1: and i feel like many people you know the the key the key feature in polyamory from from my very minimal understanding is is ethical non-monogamy
0: they make it sound like it's unethical if you're not
1: well there's no well there's a lot of people there's a lot of people who are already non-monogamous they just are unethical about it and and i mean like when you are not in a serious thing and people are fucking around like i i get that i guess but the whole concept of like compersion do you remember that principle it's like the opposite of jealousy it's like finding joy in your partner's joy i think i have some of that already so, like, when I'm, like, it, like if someone I care about is stoked about something and it's something that's, like, external from me, like, it has nothing to do with something I did or something I said or something I could provide for them or experience I could have with them, and they just seem real stoked about it, I'm happy for them. And, yeah, maybe that ends short of another dude fucking her. Right. That's where mine
0: ends. That's, <laughs> I was just going to say the same thing. I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking always rooting for them until, like, they're like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm going on a date with fucking... You know, your headliner. And I'm like, fuck. Okay.
1: Man, you know, that what, would
0: fucking fuck you
1: up. What if they said they were going on a deal with Luke Bryan? I'd
0: fucking be pissed. <laughs> fuck that piece of shit. <laughs> um, no, but I'm saying like, that's where I think I, that's where I think the polyamory deal closes for me. It's like, no, you should. And Mike Kaplan, who was on this podcast a long time ago, was like, yeah, you, you come home and you talk about it. You're like, how was it? Did you have an orgasm? I'm like, I don't want to fucking hear about that.
1: I don't, I don't even think want to I do I that ever in my to... in my in my straight monogamous relationships. Yeah. I don't sit. I don't care if you've had an orgasm. That's no. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> no, I'm saying like even when your your girlfriend or if you're in a relationship and they're talking about their ex, like there's still some like you know ego involved where you're like, oh yeah. I did date him once. And you're like, what? You fucking dated Bert Kreischer or whatever the fuck? You're like, it's going to be fucking insane.
1: Dude, I had, I had a good one. It, it's kind of funny that you said this. So on the on the, the spectrum of jealousy, this will kind of, if, if you want, this will close us out here. Uh, just a couple nights ago, I went on a date. And I went t- on a date to an Italian restaurant in Logan Square. And while I was on that date, uh, me and the person I was on the date with were commenting about the various people in the room just doing some people watching. It was kind of an interesting crowd, uh, a little older, a little less diverse than you would expect at like a Logan Square restaurant on a Saturday night. And uh, all of a sudden someone walks in, walks right past us. I just see this woman from behind and immediately like I, a joke. Uh, yeah, you know, you, you, you're a jokester. We tell jokes. A little joke popped in my head that I was about to make about this new group of people that were also not adding to the diversity of the bar. And then that woman turned around and it was the first woman I dated directly after going on your podcast. Oh, no way. And now the person that I was with Saturday night like knows about that person. And when I... <laughs> I I, I apparently reacted to start
0: going to different places. Well, I
1: reacted. I made, I'd, I'd never been in this place in my life and yeah, we pivoted okay. there cause we couldn't get in. And so I, I, I kind of made a face, I guess. And she just looks at me and goes, Oh, this is good. Who is it? And I was like, Oh, oh yeah, I can't tell you. And, you I was like, it's nobody. Face, yeah. and she's like, no, no, it's somebody you look ill. Who is it? And I said that person's name and that meant that like 60 minutes the next 60 minutes and most of our conversation that we've had in the two days since, has at least loosely and has kind of discussed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like from, she's definitely joking. But there's still something. There. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, how sure. I would feel. Like, I would be like,
0: if someone. I dated was like, oh, I went on one date with so-and-so. And it's like, if I know the person too, it's going to fucking, Whoa. it still drives you nuts. Yeah. And she even didn't, if it's not even a serious relationship,
1: and yours is it, different. It, yeah, they, yeah. It was a serious relationship for sure. So that meant something. And then right after they were seated at the bar, they had one drink and then they were taken to their table, which was directly next to us. She was oh, sitting God. three feet away from me the I've entire that situation
0: before. Yeah. That oh sucks. yeah. I
1: just was like, is it going to be weird if we just ask for our check right now? Like, what do you do in this situation? Yeah.
0: Well, see, I don't think you're. I don't think you're fully evolved yet. I don't think you're ready for polyamory.
1: No, I'm not. That was awful, man. <laughs> I, I, I wanted. You hear people frequently say they were like crawling out of their skin, or the 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 Gen Zers will say, "Oh, I wanted to die. I wanted to die. Yeah. I was literally dead."
0: Well, We're glad you're not dead. TJ, thanks. Glad buddy. you're here. Glad to come have you back on the podcast. Um, where can people find out more about your photography and your upcoming shows and stuff you got going
1: on? Sure, uh, you can follow me at TJ Suposi and TJ Saposi Photography on Instagram at Team Teeg T E E G on TikTok, and I have a monthly show Friday nights at my buddies in Uptown. It's called Laugh Lab Comedy Uptown, Chicago. Yeah, yep. Forty Four Sixteen North Clark. Check it out.
0: Hell yeah. Thanks, TJ. Thanks all you Sols for listening to another edition of Singles Only Podcast.